Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Good morning, everybody. I just told my guests that this coffee is extremely hot, and it is. I cut the roof of my mouth last night when uh, my wife and I were eating tacos and margaritas, but you didn't hear me. Uh, you guys aren't here today to talk, to listen to me talk about uh, tacos and margaritas. Maybe you are. I don't know. Anyways, uh, good morning. It is a snowy motherfucker here in Pennsylvania. I know I'm not supposed to swear in the first minute, but here we are. <laughs> we're going to be talking about heavy metal today with a uh, guest that was on a while back, and I really enjoyed the conversation. And he does a lot to uh, help out this show, and of course, I really appreciate that as well. So um, make sure you hit all the links below to figure out what I got going on. Go to Tiger Fitness for your supplements, LMNT for your electrolytes, which I currently have the chocolate electrolytes with a little sugar-free um, hazelnut creamer in my coffee, which you know is Fox & Sons coffee, of course. Uh, we'll be talking about that a little bit too as well, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, hit all that stuff below. Um, if you go to Fox Sons Coffee, which you absolutely should, make sure you use code Kyle at checkout for a little bit of a discount. Let Steve know I sent you. And I guess uh, with that, let's rock and roll. What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty, physical, and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Man, I'm doing as good as anyone can do getting buried by his 13-year-old son on leg day. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for not being on this podcast because I got to go see Metallica. So if that's a problem, kiss my ass. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one more time good morning everybody steve how you doing man hey what's up man no nothing uh my understanding is you had uh, a little bit rougher of a morning than i did i i, I went for a 520 pound no was it 525 525 yeah, on my deadlift, <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't quite come up I, I got 515 off the ground but 525 is just a little bit too much for me but uh it seems like your morning up in michigan's going a little bit worse oh so cold here it's 13 uh i think it's like eight with or eight or five or something like that with a wind chill and we got about a foot of snow in the last day or day and a half ish mm -hmm. so everything literally everything's shut down in west michigan right now nothing's mm -hmm. going on you know i would have imagined the folk of michigan probably wouldn't shut down their uh sunday morning church over a little bit of white stuff but uh i guess i was wrong you can't see like I drove up this morning mm. up to our church just to check out on check on everything and it was like I couldn't see more than a quarter block. Like it was uh, bad. It was bad. It was just couldn't see that far. And the roads were okay, like nothing I've I've driven on worse, but sure. it was it was pretty bad. So Yeah, so um do they uh do you live near a lake in michigan i can't remember yeah yeah i'm like right oh. i'm probably 20 minutes from lake michigan we get hit oh, a yeah. lot worse because we're, we're in that snowbell 
So mm. I've driven, sometimes it's funny because I've driven like five minutes away from our house and it's been like bright and sunny and gorgeous. And then like by our house, it's like dark and snowy for like three mm. weeks or a month. It's like living in a snow globe. <laughs> yeah well i mean at least you don't get like the shaking up part of the snow globe if you yeah. catch my drift <laughs> uh, sometimes that's, that's where out west oh really Ugh, it's bad yeah we, we used to live closer to the lake mm-hmm. and there was a week we got i want to say it was like six to eight feet and like nothing ever made the news just because it's normal out here like holy like shit. you know new york gets like a foot and everybody freaks out and they die yeah. but like <laughs> yeah, and we got like, New York. Like, two feet fine. on Monday. It was a couple feet Wednesday, and a couple feet on, mm-hmm. or like another foot or so on uh, Friday. But again, you drove twenty minutes east of us, and mm-hmm. a couple inches. It was crazy. Holy crap! Well, I mean, the only yeah. thing I could think of in comparison to that, I mean, I live by like the Kiskiyomanitis River, but it's not very wide. Like it's probably mm-hmm. about as wide as like a four lane highway, so it's not really okay. that that like wide but um when i lived in cleveland i lived near lake erie probably like 20 miles away but like the closer you would get the worse and worse it would get Mm -hmm. um one one thing that kind of you saying that like the difference between where you are and even just going like 15 20 minutes away is like when i leave my house i live in a small town called vandegrift and then i work in a, a city called greensburg and it's about a 40 45 minute drive for me to get to work and the difference sometimes there will be no snow yeah. here at my house, but then I'll get out there and the cars will be covered in snow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's like in Detroit where I grew up, we would get snow once in a while, but not sure. massive amounts like here. Well, the first couple of years was really hard to get used to living out in mm-hmm. West Michigan. So, oh, yeah, but, I mean, I, I always say that like. If I could, <laughs> uh, our, a lot of our mutual friends would probably tell us, oh, just move to New Hampshire, right? Move to New Hampshire. It's it's the freest state in the entire country. I'm like, listen, if I'm fucking moving. Also the I'm, coldest state. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, if I'm moving, I am never, ever picking up a fucking snow shovel again. Because, like, Pennsylvania is yeah. dirt cheap to live in. If I'm making the fucking move, it's <laughs> no snow. No fucking snow. <laughs> yeah, we're, like, yeah, we're definitely on the trajectory to move like either southwest or just south mm. of us like alabama sounds pretty good right about now oh yeah yeah i every single time i, I go hang like, out with pete <laughs> yeah hell yeah nice yeah um every single time the temperature drops below like 30 degrees i'm like how this flights to florida looking right now because yeah. like sometimes you could get a flight to florida from pittsburgh for like 50 60 bucks per mm-hmm. person so yeah. like <laughs> like Tony, daytona is really nice this time of year oh my god yeah i mean my wife and i when um i want to say it was 2021 and 2022 we went to florida probably probably like seven or eight times in that like okay. year and a half all oh, was fantastic but now um her work schedule because she's an emt she works on sundays so like today i, I do the sunday morning podcast because um she works 24 hour shift so she works eight in the morning on sunday till eight in the morning on monday oh, so this brutal. is kind of like yeah this is kind of like my day to just 
enjoy my time by myself yeah. and you know obviously it's not like i you know wouldn't want to spend time with my wife she's home but no, like yeah. you know I, I get to do all the shit i want to do around the house i get to relax i get to hang with the dogs play games do shit around the house like today my project's going to be cleaning black mold in the basement because we had um we had like some containers and shit and you know every single basement you're ever going to have especially if you live up like where we live mm -hmm. you're never going to get all the water out of it there's going to be some moisture no. in there no matter what yeah. so um we had some containers in the basement and i guess a little bit of water got underneath them and we didn't move them for a long time so when we finally moved them like oh we disturbed the slumber of all the mold now the whole fucking basement stinks so uh i got my n95 mask white vinegar baking soda all this shit ready to go and i'm gonna go uh kind of go for bears a little bit later yeah. on today get yeah. some bleach out Fun. yeah yeah, yeah it's gonna be yeah. a, oh, that's a, how it is out here too it's you get the same thing out here so yeah I, and well, kind of back to an earlier point. Yeah, dude, if I could never have to deal with snow again, uh, my life would be so good. We were looking at houses down in Florida, and um, it's like uh, triple the price, <laughs> and right now triple the interest rate. Well, for, the like, insurance, the too. Property. The insurance is mm. almost um, – my sister – well, the reason we go down to the uh, Daytona area is my sister has a condo down there. We go to a condo once yeah. every other year-ish. Um, so, but her her – um, her insurance on the place went up like ten or like six times. I think she said it's mm -hmm. it's insane what their insurance is. Cool. So it's and everybody down there is dealing with that. <clears throat> so mm -hmm. thanks to some uh, the peaceful riots in uh, twenty twenty, everything all <laughs> the, over. The, yeah, the all most our peaceful protests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I didn't think Florida got hit that hard by the mostly peaceful protests, but uh, no, it's with Florida. It's a lot more of the uh, insurance fraud and insurance mm -hmm. scams. Like you know, you get one one shingle off your roof, and they're claiming like they need a whole new roof. So uh, it's a lot uh, of that stuff too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, like so, when my wife and I got married in November 2022, we ran out an Airbnb, and I mean, it was beautiful. Um, I want to say there were two bedrooms, two full bathrooms, and it had like a pool out back and then literally like a little nice. dock that you could go out. Um, I want to say it was like thirteen or $1,400 for like two or three days. It was gorgeous, don't get me wrong, but like yeah. it was a lot of fucking money. Yeah, yeah. It's not why cheap, are you man. Up so yeah, why are you up so early? And you have the bean slinger on too from J Forte. I know you, uh, was it, uh, you do the um, the morning after with him and Justin, yeah. huh? Yeah, Jay's on there. You know, we're on there once in a while. Friday didn't go as planned. Nobody showed up, so I ended the stream way early. Ah, uh, yeah, I got you. Man. I'm not, I'm, like I said, I'm not a solo artist. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that I have a showing sometimes when I do my solo podcast, but usually I'm like ready to go for uh, all sorts of just bullshit and people listen to me ramble on for about an hour. That's kind of what my 2023 uh, year-end stream was. Um, and yeah. listen, I am up on Sundays especially because like – 4.30 in the morning on Sunday, right? Get up, go downstairs, make breakfast, go to the gym. And like, that's my me time. I spend usually about like two, two and a half hours in the gym on Sunday morning. And then usually come home, get my wife's car running and clean all that shit off so that we can go to work. And then like the rest of the day is just like my ooh, kumbaya day. Unless my wife is home, which she is every other week. But um, like Sundays are just my fucking days, man. I love Sundays. And like Mondays when I'm off, really really happy too so like mm -hmm. this is just like what i love to do is just to be right mm -hmm. here in front of this screen <laughs> yeah yep yeah. 
Yeah, no, Sundays are nice, man. Usually I'm up pretty early. I go open up the church and get everything ready for our church service. And but, well, I mean, that's yeah, going to be really, really nice. Today. Today. Yeah. No. It's yeah. nice, so, man. It's it's nice to be able to get up and, you know, have a place to myself for a little bit and mm-hmm. uh, enjoy that. Yeah, it was we funny, kind of cooped um, up in the house. Sorry. We kind of cooped oh, yeah, up in the house yeah. yesterday and today. We purposely didn't go anywhere yesterday. and yeah. So I'm like, kind of getting a little antsy right now. I want to go out and do something, but I don't want to go outside. So, Oh, no, no, dude. I completely get that. Um, <laughs> My uh, friend Ryan Stone, who is probably one of my favorite personalities on Twitter, was uh, talking about uh, some guys doing like polyamory or something like that. He's like, listen, that time in the morning from 6 till noon it's like my me time he's like i couldn't imagine having another woman to worry about so like i'm good with this <laughs> i'm like the same exact way i'm like listen i already got one in the other room and like look i love my wife dearly but like i know how other women can be <laughs> what one no, man. for me that'd be that'd be torture that'd be absolute torture <laughs> like could you I'm imagine good. i have to deal with another fucking woman 24 7 come on oh. what's enough oh my head would hurt yeah well you got um how many kids do you have? I, I know two, you have a son. Two boys. Two? Yeah, okay. Two yeah. Boys, yeah. yeah, yeah I, 18, I feel like. Uh, okay. So th- they're probably still in the midst of being rebellious assholes or, you know. No, they're, they're actually, okay, they're really good kids. They're, oh, they're awesome. actually really good kids. Yeah. I don't have mm-hmm. any, I, we don't have any issues with them. Like they're not out partying and doing stupid stuff. I mean, they're dumbasses sometimes, but they're not doing stupid stuff. So. I mean, that's part of being a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, well, like I told, I told my younger one this morning, or my older one, I'm like, you know, get dressed, and get outside, and let's start clearing stuff off. Mm-hmm. And like twenty minutes, about a half hour later, he comes out. I'm like, better get shoveling, man. He's wearing shorts. I'm like, I told you. He's like, what do you want me to do? I'm like, do you not see all the white stuff literally everywhere? What do you mean? What do I want you to do? <laughs> like, <sighs> it's just yeah. So that's that's what I deal with mainly is just kind of dumbassery once in a while but they're actually really really good kids I'm oh that's awesome very yeah, I, I know my wife my did a good job raising them <laughs> nice, nice yeah um my wife and i are uh i, I think we're gonna have girls I, I i don't want it to be girls i'd rather have one boy one girl but uh i i something's telling me i'm like i think i'm probably gonna like our second kid is probably gonna be a girl i'm gonna hope it's gonna be a boy but i feel like i'm gonna get cursed with uh two girls my dad has five two uh two girls and three boys and um right now my wife and i are the only two of like my whole family tree that are like planning to have kids and want to have kids my yeah. brother you know him and his wife or girlfriend don't want to have any and then like my stepbrothers they're indifferent and my younger siblings are uh i don't know they're it's very weird because there's uh three different moms in the situation with my dad but um like my uh younger siblings are a little bit more i don't want to say pampered but uh they didn't i don't think they're progressive but i think they're just more like never really had to struggle like me and my brother i don't want to say had it rough but like you know we're both kind of blue collar dudes and we're both very very libertarian um both of them are going to college and stuff and have like all these other plans so uh, yeah you know i we're we're in like a completely different worlds there yeah i don't yeah we're just like i don't know my sister i have one sister and we're very very night and day different like we're both Mm -hmm. pretty conservative ish Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I'm way more than she is like, sure. I think she's too liberal on some stuff, but, mm-hmm. um, 
we're just night and day different. So like well, you could be any more different. Yeah. So when it comes to your kids, I know you take them sometimes to concerts with you. I, I yeah. think the one picture I saw of you it was you and I don't know which kid, but Zachary. Was, yeah, that was Zachary. Zachary. Yeah, you guys went to go see Demon Hunter together. I think yeah, that was a great show. <laughs> nice. So I've never yeah. seen Demon Hunter live. How were they? <sighs> they are one of the best bands I've ever seen live. Like so they're cool. so solid. Like mm -hmm. just beyond solid they were uh, i saw them 20 years ago when they come out with their first album oh uh, i love that album too yeah such a great it's so raw um yeah. i saw them at that first that first time out and mm -hmm. they were just absolutely amazing i've seen them two three other times mm -hmm. um so four all together and every time has been just phenomenal like they mm -hmm. put on such a good show they play forever um just super respectful and, and thankful for their crowds. Like they're never, they're never just jerks on stage. They're just always oh. so amazing on stage. Um, yeah. And afterwards, I've talked to them a couple times. They're just mm -hmm. super cool, down to earth people. Funny thing is, they hate touring. Like they <laughs> don't like touring at all because it's time away from the families and stuff. And they all live apart now. They they all they don't live in the same area anymore. So it's a pain um, in the ass for them to get together. Yeah, it's really on, hard for them to tour. They're like a, a Christian band that's not yeah. explicitly Christian. And you know what's funny is that like uh, as much as I may complain about religious people being a, a little too zealous sometimes, it's funny how much I absolutely fucking love Christian metal. Like War of Ages, For Today, Demon Hunter. Like yeah. they are love those fucking bands. They're so fucking good. Yeah. And like War of Ages a little bit earlier on was like a lot more Christian, like their music, their lyrics were a lot more like yeah. Christian focus. Like they would have Bible verses on, I think it was their third album. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it was 2005 with uh, All Consuming Fire. Um, but okay. like they literally had Bible verses, some of the songs. And I'm like, this stuff is just so fucking good. And then for today, you ever, they listen, to, like uh, sermons. You ever listen to Wolf, Wolves of the Gate? Oh, love them. They're so fucking good. Yeah. They're great. I, like and and um, August Burns Red comes out of that mm -hmm. as well. So August like, Burns August Red Burns is the one yeah, band I love musically. Mm -hmm. I hate their vocals. Like I can't mm -hmm. listen to them because of their vocals. Sure. But their Christmas album is one of the best Christmas albums ever made. <laughs> yeah, so. you know what's funny is I think I've seen that stuff a lot. So like I've never really listened to August Burns Red. I feel like I would really like them, but I just never went out of my way to check them out. And that's like phenomenal guitar. Yeah, there's so many bands that are kind of like that for me. And then I check them out. I'm like, why did I not like listen to these guys? It was yeah. like Mastodon and Gojira were like the same way for me. And I checked them out. I'm like, oh, these guys are like fucking amazing. And then yeah. like they never leave the playlist. Yeah, it's like there's so many bands out there. It's hard to it's hard to pick certain. It's hard to get all of it. Yeah, Xmas music sucks no matter who does it. I no, you got to listen to that. You have to listen <laughs> to that album. Um, it, just Google it. It's August Burns Red. It's their Christmas album. Mm -hmm. It's the guitar in it is absolutely phenomenal. It's just fun. Yeah, so. yeah. I know Zach Wild did. Um, I, I think he had an EP where he did some Christmas songs, but I think they were mostly instrumental, if I remember correctly. But uh, yeah, like kind of like that early two thousands to like I want to say two thousand twelve ish metalcore is probably like some of my favorite music. So like. 
they called it like the new wave of American heavy metal. So you had like your first wave, kind of like Lamb of God, Kill Switch Engage, Trivium, um, Shadows Fall. Um, I don't know if I said all that remains, but like all those kind of bands, God forbid, would be like your first wave. And they came out like 98 and they peaked, I want to say probably around like 2005. And then you had more like some of the bands that we're talking about now, War of Ages, mm-hmm. um, August Burns Red, uh motionless and white they were a little bit later but like some of those bands kind of like that um veil of maya um bands like that were kind of like the second wave from like 2005 to 2012 and like still all these bands are still relevant today but like the height i feel like for them like the the height of their hype and like where i think they were the best is probably like that 2000 to 2010 area because like now there's no bands out there who doing the same kind of thing as raw as they were from like that specific 10 year time. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I, it, yeah. yeah I, I'm not, I was never really into that. Like the metal core stuff, like the, sure. I mean, it's a lot of it's the vocals for me. Musically. It's great. It's just the vocals. Gotcha, yeah. I can't, I can't do like demon hunter is probably the deepest vocals I can go. Um, sure. Living sacrifice is pretty heavy stuff too. They're, mm. they're another Christian band that was, they came out early mid eighties, maybe early nineties when they came out and they were like really, really super raw. Uh, and then their one singer left and they got another, their one of the guitar players took over singing and they it just completely changed vocally. Um, so but yeah, I just, some of that stuff. And plus right now it, I'm in a weird spot. I've been listening to a lot of like, 80s 90s metal um like iron maiden um i discovered a black sabbath album that was i've never heard before that i think was is it one a, of their best albums tony martin i think it was he was their singer in the 90s right um let me see i have it right here mm-hmm. uh it's a dude from deep purple uh i can't remember his name i don't have I swear that was uh Glenn something or Sabbath in the 90s. I swear that was Tony Martin. Uh, Seventh Star is the name of the album that I was talking about. That is just, it's bluesy, it's weird, it doesn't sound like Sabbath at all. Yeah, Tony, uh, heavy metal vocalist, uh, Tony Martin, and that was 1987 to 1990. Uh, Dia Rejoins for Dehumanizer, that was 90 to 92. This album came out in 86. Oh, 86. I got you. So it was that before. Been... I, some, I think it was a guy from Deep Purple. Oh, Hughes. Hughes. Vocalist Ian Gillian left Black Sabbath rejoined Deep Purple. Where the hell is it? Both wards. See, I feel like I should know this, but I'm mostly familiar with Sabbath from like 1970 to like 1989. Ozzy years. Like 1985. Yeah. Ozzy and Dio. Uh, Jill- Ian Jillian. Uh, wow, I didn't realize there were, they had that many singers. They had a I, lot of I, singers. I, I really only knew it was like Ozzy, Dio, and uh, Tony Martin. I didn't know that yeah. there was actually like all this other stuff. Yeah, and he, every album is different from the other stuff. Like the Ozzy yeah. years are completely different from yeah. the uh, Dio years. Dio, oh well. yeah, dude. It, the, the, and you know what the best part about that is? Like Tony Iommi, 
is like such a just fucking talented dude for a dude that has like two fingers that are partially shaved off from that whole accident but like to, to think about like the depth of music that he's written in like fucking 50 years from the fucking 60s all the way to like 2013 30 albums oh some fucking Ish. ridiculous um but like that actually. album, the the seventh and seventh star, I think is what it is. Um, uh, isn't it? No, no, I'm thinking of like the seventh sin of a seventh son. That's an Iron Maiden. Yeah, album. no, that's Iron Maiden. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, this is. I think it's seventh star. Let me look it up real quick on my phone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that one is just. It's such a good album. It's so different from anything. I I didn't realize it was Sabbath at first, and mm-hmm. the only reason I found it was. Yeah, seventh star. The only reason I found that album, yeah, uh, is somebody they were talking on a Black Sabbath page that I'm on, and they were mm. saying that they're going to re-release that in vinyl. So I was super geeked. Uh, okay. So I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" You know, because something mm. that you never hear right. is that album, and it's 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 so different. Yeah, it's it's just it's so different from any other Sabbath album I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. So, and so the guy that's it, singing, yeah. sorry, the guy that's singing reminded me of a, uh, there's an old Christian band called Resurrection Band, you know, mm-hmm. old Christian rock stuff. And the boy, the vocals really reminded me of that, that singer. Mm-hmm. So, so like when you say bluesy, usually like my default thing, when people say like bluesy in reference to metal, I typically immediately think like stoner metal. So like we're talking corrosion of conformity, maybe a little bit of I hate God, um, super joint ritual, shit like that. Even though super joints not necessarily like stoner metal down even, um, is it kind of like that? Or is it a little bit more like doomy? It's, I don't know, man, you gotta listen to it. It's, it's just, okay. it's just got like a bluesy feel to it. It's got mm-hmm. like, it's it's different from anything else they've ever produced. Um, I'm trying to, other than the other guy I mentioned, Glenn Kaiser and Resband, I can't think of uh, what else it would be that kind of style. Um, mm-hmm. Like mid '80s, just heavy, but it's still got that bluesy riff. His vocals are really, really raw, really rough. So, so how are you on a uh, Motorhead? Can't get into them. Uh, okay. And now I, I need I need to check them out again, but the last sure. time I checked them out, but right now I think we're, where I'm at phase wise of music, I think I might uh, actually get into them. Um, but like I, I haven't listened to them in forever. Sure. So like the only reason why I bring that up, um, it's kind of funny what I what got me into Motorhead, and it wasn't like I ever yeah let me does roll. Um, I saw Motorhead actually I want to say the year before Lemmy died, and he was looking pretty rough on stage. But uh, um, I listened to Jared James Nichols, who's like a uh, he doesn't use a pick when he plays guitar, and he also sings and plays. And uh, he's like a bluesy rock artist today, and his music's so fucking good. I think he has like two or three albums out now. Really, really good stuff. Um, I was listening to a playlist on Spotify, and Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons came up. And I had no idea who they were, and I started listening. I'm like, wow, this is really fucking good. And then my brother and I, when we were going to the anti-war protest last year, um, we were going down to um, – 
DC and my brother was playing this uh, video by Razor Fist and he was talking about like the history of Motorhead and he mentioned, oh yeah, Phil Campbell played for Motorhead. And like, I kind of knew that, but I didn't know for like how long I was like, okay, well, that's really cool. So like I listened to, you know, lots of Motorhead again. And then I started listening to all the Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons stuff. Um, If you get a chance, check out Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. It's super like bluesy and real, like really good rock with like a little bit more of like a modern day vocalist. And you'll understand what I mean when you listen to it. But it's so fucking good. Their newest uh, album just came out, I want to say, maybe like a month or two ago. And uh, the title track, or not the title track, but the first track off it, Walking in Circles, it's just like fucking right in my veins. I just want to like go throw shit and run. <laughs> what else, dude? It's it's fucking awesome. And then um, I think they have... It just added like my playlist. Oh, dude, they're so good. But like, it's cool because Phil Campbell has like that loud you know rock and roll fucking style of writing and it's a little bit more modern so the guitar tones are a little bit punchier and it doesn't have like all this ancillary overproduced stuff in it like a lot of the metal core that i listen to now is but like you know if you listen to a rock song you want to listen to a rock song if you listen to something like heavy beat down you're going to listen to something more like what i've been listening to a lot lately but like you know if you want to hear rock you're going to listen to clutch if you want to hear, you know, Deathcore, you're listening to Whitechapel, right? <laughs> like, yeah. it just depends on what you're looking for. But, like, if you're looking for, like, rock stuff that's a little bit more current, Crobot, Clutch, Crobot's fantastic. Where would you but, say um, Chevelle fits in? What are they, what style are they? Have I you listened to any of their new stuff? Their new stuff's really good. Like, it's, it's, it's so heavy. good. Some of the yeah, best guitar like tones. Metal. Like, they have yeah. amazing guitar tones. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I really like about them is that they're, like, a three-piece in, like... They're, they're in like a very unique spot because at first I did not like them at all. But then like I heard, I want to say it was Face to the Floor or Hats Off to the Bull when I was working for my dad back in like 2012. And I'm like, I got to give these guys another shot. Yeah. And um, I started listening to them again. I'm like, these guys are just, they're so talented. And it, it's, I would say they're more like the alternative metal, kind of like almost the same spot where like I would put a common crown because they're heavy in the same way. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like they came from like that late nineties, early two thousands kind of rock scene with like mm-hmm. crossfade and trapped, but like they're heavy and they're heavy for like that kind of genre. And yeah. like I said, it's really unique because they're a three piece and um, it, it really focused on like the tightness of the band. And mm-hmm. they're just like, I, I say they're like a really good band in terms of like how you would say, um, Allison Chains is a really good band where they just make really good fucking music. It's not like it's incredibly technical. It's just like this is a very, very enjoyable song where like well, it, if good. Jerry Cantrell, man. I, like the yeah. guy is absolutely out of this world amazing. Like Right. And you he, know what's funny is that he he's not like Rusty Cooley, right? Like if you listen to Rusty Cooley, he's one of the fastest to fucking most intricate guitar players out there. Fucking um Jerry Cantrell is amazing because he can write a fucking incredible song. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just, I mean, yeah. When you're, when you're going into that kind of stuff, like Alice in Chains, I love them. Um, some of their stuff's way too depressing, but I really, really love yeah. them. So did you listen to that show with Pete, Pete and, uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Um, they did a show about music around Christmas. It was really well done. Like it was a good one too. Uh, it, I, like, I gotta listen, listen to it now. You have to. You have to because Pete <laughs> Pete's tastes are really. He has some good stuff. He I, I don't think he understands it, but he turned me on to Overkill. 
Like, uh, Overkill is so good. Yes. It, it, they're, they're amazing. The stuff they're putting out today is just as good as anything else out there. Did you, if you get a chance, you need to check out, I think it's BPMD, it's called. So, like Phil Demel, uh, Bobby Blotzer from Overkill, um, the drummer from Dream Three or Dream Theater, uh, not Mike Mangini, the other one, Mike Portnoy. And yeah. then I forget their bass player's name, but uh, basically they came together and they did a whole bunch of like classic rock covers. They did like Ooh. Beer Drinkers and Hellraisers, um, Toys in the Attic. Uh, I'm trying to remember what other songs, but like the album's so good. They recorded it in 2020, but yeah, it's fucking killer. And mm. it's all Bobby Blotzer is the uh, singer, and then Phil uh, Phil Demel from Machine Head on guitar. So I mean, it's like super fucking punchy, killer tone with fucking Bobby Blotzer's vocals, which like he's like I feel like he's just like a very very soft acquired taste. Like at first you may be like ah, I don't know, but then like once you get over that, you're like yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a store out by me that has a like three or four vinyls of Overkill on. I need to go buy yeah. those. Like, I really need to go get some of those. Yeah, so like, I think I need to go back and listen to like all the late seventies and eighties thrash and death metal. So like, I need to listen to all the death records because those are awesome, especially their first album fucking amazing um a lot of the early overkill stuff i'm kind of familiar with it but not familiar enough like morbid angel um some of that stuff yeah yeah um was it back then was it death angel was pretty big yeah. um testament testament has some good stuff too oh, oh my god well you know what's funny is that like testament they're one of the most interesting bands to me because like chuck billy is like one of the uh I'm, I'm into thrash metal but like I, I need to know more like obviously you know i know all the big ones but like um i should know more but like testament i feel like is like the sleeper of all thrash metal because like billy Ooh. chuck is like still a uh he's like a truck driver to this day but like their newer stuff is so fucking good their old stuff fucking killer like sense of a mission is probably one of my favorite songs of all time and like yeah just billy chuck has always had that fucking bellow that just could like shake the fucking earth yeah their their stuff's great i don't know like like i don't know their stuff like i know other bands but i do appreciate them i do like them i've listened to them a couple times recently again mm-hmm. so but my music i mean like i'm literally all over the board musically like yeah. it's not just metal for me like I can go from metal to Johnny Cash to BC Boys. So I know uh, some of the guys' favorite band on uh, on the podcast we do in the morning is U2. So listen to. <laughs> I, I really like U2. They give me crap for liking U2. Yeah. Steve U2 has good taste in music. Disregard his U2. He saw it. Well, you know what's funny is that I actually really like some country. So like Cody Jinks, I think is really good. Um, and, and people will probably knock me for this, but like Brad Paisley is fucking amazing. Like people don't understand how good that dude is on guitar. Like they literally call him like the Eddie Van Halen of country. Gotta be like old country. It's gotta be, mm-hmm. you know, Hank Williams senior or sure. cash or, um, uh, I, I, Stuff like that is the stuff Merle Haggard, like that's the kind of stuff that I enjoy. The the um, what was the band those guys did together? I can't think of the name of it. Um, Highwaymen, they were great. Uh, you gotta check out check some of their out. stuff. There was so much fun. Like, there's a couple live shows of them that are really, really, really good, but like newer country, I just can't do. 
the hip hop like, stuff. I, 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 people who know me personally know that I would, uh, <laughs> how do I put this kindly without getting banned off YouTube? Um, it, it, let's just say if the world was rid of up church and his ilk, the world I think would be a lot better of a place. Like I cannot stand that shit. Have you, have you listen to, uh, it. is it Colton? Colton? I think of his last name. He does a song called Kate McKinnon and it's phenomenal. I'll have to look it up. I some people might consider Aaron Lewis a little bit like a shitty new country, but I, okay. Colton Wall? Yeah, he's got he's got two amazing songs, Kate McKinnon and The Devil Wears a Suit and Tie. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The, the Devil Wears a Suit and Tie is probably the most libertarian song I've ever listened to. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, did you ever listen to Rebel Meets Rebel? No. Oh, no way. So are you a fan of David Allen Co? I don't know. David what, Allen what Co. Band? What band? No, like uh, the David Allen Co. Like I know, but what singer. band? Oh, no. no I don't know. Uh, no. Uh, okay. No, I, well, don't, okay. Like, I don't know country music hardly at all. Although I do have a great story for you about country music. When I was living in Nashville, oh, yeah, I okay. was photographing. Did I tell you this one before? No, I don't think. Okay. I was. I, was, uh, I got hired to photograph for there was a studio called Curb Records. was selling to another – or. Mm-hmm. some studio it was a studio and they were selling it to i think curb records i'm not sure yeah um and i got fired hired to go in and photograph a party that they were doing and um so i'm sitting there talking to the one guy who this guy recorded like all the original recordings for country stuff so all the singer songwriters would go into his place record and oh. then they would sell it to the studios well he was he stops me i'm photographing he stops me and he's like hey i want you to meet somebody he introduces me, and I was like, and he goes, "You ever heard that song, Friends in Low Places?" And I was like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I don't listen to country at all. I'm not a big fan of it." And he goes, "Well, he wrote it." And I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I was like, uh, "It was probably." I never got hired to go back into that studio to shoot anything. So, <laughs> oops. <laughs> yeah. So that's my country music story. I lived in Nashville for two years and i was trying to get break into the christian music industry to shoot yeah. um but yeah never didn't materialize but nah man yeah that kind of sucks it, it kind of pays off to bite your tongue every here and there and look i i learned <laughs> that lesson guilty. the hard way i learned that <laughs> lesson the hard way completely guilty i have a problem shutting the fuck up too so <laughs> i i completely get it um yeah the point about David Alco is uh, he actually did um, a he did an album with the guys from Pantera in the '90s, where oh. um, it was he sang on all of it, but it was like you know Dime, Vinny, and Rex wrote the rest of the music. It was really really interesting. Okay. Um, so yeah, if you get a chance to check it out, Rebel I know you're a big Rebel. Pantera fan. I am not. Oh, yes, <laughs> I am not. I like <sighs> they're good. I know that they're good. I know they're talented. Yeah, I just. 
not a fan. It's like it's like I don't understand Metallica either. Like, yeah, well, like for me, Pantera was like no band has ever come close in my mind to just the raw fucking intensity that Pantera had. Like if you watch the live videos and even like far beyond driven, there is no way you can't listen to that record front to back and just don't envision yourself or feeling some of fucking headbutting through a brick wall. Like that is the way that album is to me, like and feeling no pain either. So like, it's just the raw fucking intensity. It's kind of like the same energy that some like the early eighties thrash metal had, but just Pantera had like this fucking gut punch heavy shit back in the 90s and like in the 90s you know metallica sold out quote unquote even though i like a lot of stuff from the 90s from metallica but like to write one of the heaviest albums ever in 1994 far beyond driven and then top the charts number one in 1994 writing a fucking record like far beyond driven it's mind-boggling to me so that's why like Every bit of hype Pantera gets, they deserve. They fucking earned it. They're great. They're yeah. a phenomenal band. I just, it's one of those bands. It's like I've listened to, I've tried to like them. Yeah, I just can't. Well, Metallica too. Like I, and this is very unpopular opinion. I, the only <laughs> album by Metallica I like and will listen to on a regular basis is going to be Injustice uh, for All. No, I love that I, album. That's probably I my am, favorite. I think that album is probably their best written album ever. Sure. Um, I think it has the most. It just has the most feeling in it, if you will. But like mm. the recording on it's wretched, absolutely the worst recording that they've ever done, too. So, yeah, I remember listening to a uh, someone updated and Justice for All, and I think they did Blackened, and they put bass into it. And I was like, holy fuck, this is like a world's difference. But yeah, I, I yeah. would agree with like the songwriting and everything. Like, I absolutely love all the songs on that album. Yeah. And then it's I cool, don't know what happened to yeah. them after that. Like, they mm. completely died after that. I don't know. Mm. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I understand and can respect the criticisms of Metallica in the 90s but like me as a big blues guy too i loved load and reload people are gonna fucking knock me for that but like load i think just had some really really cool riffs and like james hetfield that was 2000 yeah um death magnetic i want to say was 2007 that i thought that was kind of a throwback to injustice for all musically it felt like it, it kind of I felt like kind of see that yeah i could kind of see that. I, I you know what the more i think about it the more i actually think that's right so like i think um i don't know how familiar you are with machine head but like to make this yeah. comparison when okay well if you listen to bloodstone and diamonds which is the 2014 record from machine head um rob flynn their singer who took like classical music lessons and you heard a lot of that influence on their 2012 record i think that was called under 2011 2012 under the locust and then the blackening which is like one of the best albums ever fucking written uh 2006 or 7 for machine head um if you listen to bloodstone and diamonds you can hear a lot of both under the locust and the blackening in bloodstone and diamonds um now the reason why i say that is like when you listen to death magnetic with the long songs and the songwriting, you can hear a lot of the influence of the Black Album, Load and Reload, into Death Magnetic, but hear the like the length of the songs and the songwriting from And Justice for All, if that makes sense. Like yeah, you can hear album, the progression of the band. What uh, album from, are you saying from them? From Machine, uh, Machine Head? Head? Oh, The Blackening. Okay, I'm looking it up right now. Okay, 2007. 
Yeah, it uh, cool. it had seven or eight tracks on it, but like, I'm if you add listen, that to my list right now, they're so fucking good. You will understand cool. why I recommended that album because, yeah. like, I remember seeing I want to say it was a Metal Sucks article, and you know, Metal Sucks doesn't like anything. Um, they had named that album like the best album of the decade. It was like between Ooh. that and I want to say Mastodon's 2004 Leviathan. Like, I, I think those were like their top two. And both those albums are fucking solid. Okay. Were you, are you into POD at all? Were you in any of their stuff? Yeah, I like POD. They're, um, I, their first couple albums are ish. Like, mm-hmm. their first album is super punky. It's really raw. Like, yeah. very, very punk. Was that the one with Southtown? No, no, no. That was, like, the third or fourth album. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they had... Well, and they're another band that started out of that Christian, like, the mid-90s Uh-oh. Christian scene. Hmm. So, I mean, a lot of their stuff's really... A lot of their deeper tracks are still very, very, very solid Christian stuff. So... Hmm. Oh, no, that's fascinating. Um, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, they're really good, man. They're, I'm, I'm a huge fan of them. I've seen them probably five to seven times. I can't remember. seen them once. Oh, I saw them at Rock so on the Range. Yeah. Oh, well, really? you know what? I, I'm pretty How familiar. Was that? that was 2012, I want to say. Okay, 2012 so or that would have been around their Testify album. Yeah. Well, those I'm, – I'm pretty familiar with uh, – the album that came out in 2010 or 12, and then the one that came out after that, uh, it had uh, Lost and Forever on it. Uh, I'm, oh, that's a great song. That's yes. that's one of those albums that I was not like into at first. Yeah. And then probably about five years after that came out, I started listening to it and just <laughs> fell in love with that album. It's got some mm-hmm. really amazing guitar stuff on it. You got to go back yeah. and listen to like, their uh, album "Testify" is just amazing. Um, that's probably that has some of some pretty big hits on that one. And funny enough, Katy Perry sings uh, backups on like two songs on that album. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah, oh, that's fascinating. <laughs> yeah they they were in the studio. I think she was in the studio doing some stuff, and they went and grabbed her. I was like, "Hey, sing!" They knew her. I don't really know the whole story. They. Sonny talks about it a couple times mm-hmm. in some interviews, but um, yeah, she oh, you, sings okay. backups on a couple songs. So uh, it, it just reminded me. I was talking about Ford today earlier. They actually yeah. did a song with Sonny Sandoval. Um, it was only one name, I think, and that song is really, really good. Yeah. Um, and then he also did a song with El Nino in two thousand twenty or twenty one. Um. Oh my god, that's gonna bug me. Let me see. It'll... All or nothing. All or nothing by El Nino. Um, if you I'll look, look that, that one up, yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's. It, I'm kind of sad because, like, I'm sure you know. Are you familiar with El Nino? No. Oh really? I think yeah. you really like them. They um, they're kind of like that new metal. If I had to put it like a. They're almost like a heavier version of POD. So I think you'd really like them. They're very, very percussive. They have like two drummers. They do a lot of very, very new metal. Like specifically their yeah. first album, super fucking heavy. I'll really, really good. Yeah. And they actually had the longtime guitar player from Soulfly for their first two albums, I think it was, Mark Rizzo. Um, but yeah, their first 
really all their stuff's really good but like their later stuff went a little bit more metalcore but like their first two albums were definitely like that 90s metalcore of like you know the the sweatpants and the dreadlocks <laughs> yeah yeah that same look yeah so um going back to pod their first album was 94 oh wow snuff okay. the punk then they had brown then a bunch yeah. of other stuff but yeah testifies good the one you were talking about the murder love album came out in 13 yes. That, ah, that right the song the song murder love is about jesus on the cross like that's the song uh, if you listen to the song it's pretty really really good um but they re-released an album uh when angels and serpents collide i think mm -hmm. when angels and serpents dance um the original the album came out and they had one of the songs was off of uh whatever movie matrix movie it was the second matrix movie i think i feel like i know the song you're talking about but i can't think of it off the top of my head yeah i just put it away so um oh. but yeah they were i I've, I've always loved those guys they're always super solid band um my wife and i saw them in new york when we were in new york working oh cool yeah. uh, that's where she lost like 80 percent of her hearing overnight like literally she lost oh no way yeah she lost her hearing we went uh the opening band was flyleaf with a new singer mm. yeah. and we were standing on the main floor kind of close too close to the speakers and i've done that a thousand times and i can yeah. tell the difference now but yeah <laughs> she she had her ears rang for like a week and oh, wow. uh she has hearing aids now because of that concert <laughs> yeah so we're your hearing protections Jeez. So. Yeah, I mean, like last year, my wife and I went to a bunch of concerts. For perspective, my wife's favorite like musical group is Kelly Clarkson. Right, so yeah. she saw. So we're, we're dealing with the same. We're dealing with the same. <laughs> <laughs> not not that bad, but yes, it is very much that. Uh, well, like. I, I one way that I knew I picked right, and I think I might have told this story on the podcast before, but if not, it's it's worth telling. Tara had announced that they were, you know, kind of doing this whole tour, so um, How are we all married to the same one? My connection uh, kind of took a shit there first. Is that your connection or mine? Yeah, I, I think it was tell. mine. Okay, um, I was about to text you and ask if that was me or you. Yeah, no, no. I see the little bars going up in the, the corner of the screen. How are we okay. all married to the same woman? Okay, so yes. Tara announced their tour. And I was like, oh, well, we got to go see them. And the closest place they're coming to, I thought was New Jersey, but it was actually like Detroit. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, let's book the hotel and everything and let's go. So like a couple weeks later, they said, oh, well, we're going to continue like the tour without Metallica. So like the show that we went and saw in new jersey was uh metallica it was they did two nights out in new jersey so like friday it was mammoth van halen which is really good too that's more just like uh, normie rock almost but still enjoyable um mammoth van halen pantera metallica friday night and then sunday night was ice nine kills five finger death punch metallica um which really good lineup like i know a lot of people throw sons of five finger death punch i like them but um 
so they announced that tour and then like literally a week later they're like oh yeah well, we're gonna come to pittsburgh and it's gonna be you know a house core records which is found samos like record company um a house core records band opening and then it's gonna be lamb of god and then pantera so you know they announced that tour second we already paid for everything for pantera out in new jersey so i was like oh well we'll just cancel everything out in new jersey and we'll just go to the pantera show in pittsburgh because like i could live without seeing metallica again but I have to see Pantera. So <laughs> I told my wife that and she texted me back and says, well, why don't we just go to both? I was like, okay, <laughs> we will go to both. <laughs> so, awesome. so, uh, yeah, she, um, we saw snafu, which was the house core band and they were good. I haven't really listened to them outside of just seeing them live. Um, and then like lamb of God went up and she was like, I like the music, but I can't understand what he's saying. I'm like, I can, but fair enough. And then Pantera went up and she was like, I actually kind of enjoyed that. And uh, I'll throw it back to you after this, but like <laughs> we were walking out Friday night after seeing Metallica and Pantera. And I was like, all right, between the two, who do you like more? And, and like, this was like the, the guillotine is swinging above her head moment. And she said, well, Pantera, I'm like, we're good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would I wouldn't mind seeing them live. That'd be kind of fun. But yeah, yeah. Um, my wife actually likes. She likes POD. She likes Demon Hunter. Yeah. Um, she likes Demon Hunter's more mellower stuff, not their yeah. super screamy stuff. Yeah, uh, like the first album she doesn't like. <laughs> like their um, mellow stuff is so good though. Like specifically, uh, um, I, I my wife said it was too sad. But when we were getting married, I was gonna have uh carry me down the piano version. But she was like, no, that's way too sad. I was like, okay, have fair you, enough. Have you listened to the acoustic album? Yes. The, very, oh. very good. 2020 oh that came out. That yeah. is that is probably their best thing they've ever put out. Like that yeah. is just so magical. Mm -hmm. And then um if you yeah. watch the live version, the one on YouTube where they did the whole they recorded it all live. Oh no, I didn't watch that. Oh, you need to watch that. It's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. Huh. So. Yeah, all their uh, piano stuff and like acoustic stuff is so freaking good. Like yeah. they're um uh Ryan Clark is the singer's name, I yep. think. Yeah. And uh yeah. Did you listen to his other stuff? Individual. What other stuff? He has a band called uh he, they just put out one album. It's called Knives, but it's spelled really funky. Okay. Um so I'll have to look that up. And then he has another album where he does like all it's kind of like 80s um popish kind of stuff. Uh oh interesting. I'm trying to think of uh one of the songs he covers is uh not Blue Monday, the other one by those guys. Um yeah, he covers some like Depeche Mode kind of stuff and some other uh. stuff on this. He has a couple, he has like two other projects he did. Mm -hmm. Which I wish you would do more with those. Nah. Um, I don't remember the name of the other one, um, but Knives is pretty amazing. It's pretty, it's weird. It's kind of mellow, kind of funky. Yeah. You, um, you ever listen to Death Therapy? No. Oh, they're pretty good. They're kind of techno-y almost. Okay. It's like you know what's funny is uh, how familiar are you with uh, Dillinger Escape Plan? Not at all. Really? Okay, so. Yeah. Uh, their singer's name is Greg Pusciato, right? Well, he did a band with Max Cavalera from Sepultura and Soulfly, um, Troy from Mastodon, and then uh, I forget their drummer's name, but like that album, Killer Be Killed, 2014, fucking incredible. And then that's kind of what got me into like Dillinger Escape Plan and Mastodon. 
and uh Greg Couchier, if you listen to Dillinger Escape Plan and then listen to um, Killer Be Killed, you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, how did how did this come together? And then if you listen to The Black Queen, which is like techno music with Greg Pucciato singing, it's it's so fucking good. But it's almost like 80s, 80s pop, like 80s techno kind of stuff. So fucking I good. Love, like, I, I love I 80s. I love that. The 80s, like, techno-y, poppy stuff is so much yeah. fun. Like, yeah. you ever listen to, like, KMFDM? No, so like this stuff I'm completely unfamiliar with, but like I would be so into listening to more of it. Check out check out KMFDM. Um K- KMFDM. It stands for Kill Motherfucking Depeche Mode. <laughs> okay. At least that's the lore. I don't know if that's actually true, but it's like <laughs> um their uh 80s, 90s mm-hmm. stuff, uh really just poppy kind of really techno-y um they did a lot of a lot of covers too but Mm. some good stuff um and if we're going back that far like sisters of mercy stuff like early sisters of mercy is amazing cure so good Mm. like the cure was probably one of the best of that style bands um that i've ever seen or listened to they were amazing sure so i wish i could have seen them on this last tour Mm -hmm. 80s pop is solid. Love some yacht rock. Uh, you know what? The, the the what the hell is it? Jimmy Buffett. I can't. I I, oh, I can't. can't do that. I can't do the that. Yacht rock he was is... dead. I was like, who is that? Every <laughs> 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 time about he died, I'm like, yeah, who cares? Sorry. Man. Well, yeah. You, you know what's funny is um, my band. Uh, I played like a stoner metal, like a stoner death metal kind of band called Wretched Hive. And uh, what the hell was the one dude's name? Uh, not. Oh God, it's gonna bug the fuck out of me. Um, oh my God, he was a, uh, I want to say like a pop music star, um, not Johnny Cash, Eddie Money or something like that. Eddie, Eddie Money. Was it Eddie Money? I don't know. He did, uh, two tickets to paradise. Yes. Eddie Money. He was actually in Catanning, Pennsylvania, which is where this bar was that we were playing. And I remember people like in our group chat they were saying they were like making eddie money references i'm like what the fuck are you talking about and then he died <laughs> a couple of years ago i'm like oh i had like no idea who it was eddie eddie money funny enough he used to um there's a venue here in detroit area called pine knob and i've seen uh-huh. hundreds of acts there like really good acts okay. and he would open up every year he would open up there in the mm. spring it was always eddie money was always the first one out there opening up <laughs> So uh, I think I went and saw him once. I don't remember too much of the show. Told mm-hmm. you what I was doing back then. <laughs> I remember going, <laughs> we were going there, and I remember waking up the next day. But that was about it. But I actually I've seen a lot of good bands there, a lot of good acts. Mm-hmm. I saw back there. Back was fun live. Um, mm-hmm. Saw Midnight Oil. One of they're phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Hate hate their politics musically. I think they're amazing. Um, one of their best songs is uh, "Redneck Wonderland." If you ever get a chance mm. to listen to that one, it's really good. Redneck Wonderland. Okay. Yeah. The video yeah. is interesting because the video is like this new dude running around <laughs> Australia. I mean, like totally naked, like swinging and everything. Like <laughs> I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> Jesus like, Christ. Yeah. Well, uh, like Zach Wild and Black Label Society, I've always liked their music videos because, like, their music's like I don't want to say super serious, but pretty serious. And like, yeah. you watch their uh, videos, and it's always something goofy. So, like, uh, they did a cover of "Ain't No Sunshine," 
and uh the whole yeah the whole music video is pretty much just yeah the whole music video is just them like running around with horse masks on it's it's super funny but like the cover's solid like you wouldn't obviously if you listen to the music and then you listen to me or you watch the music video you'd be like what the fuck and then they had a a song i think room and nightmares or something like that it was like some kids dance party or something like that it was it was was real goofy stuff but like zach wilde just has like this really really uh all his videos and even like his stories on Facebook or Instagram are all like just goofy stuff, but they're like was, super solid. Zach Wild was his first, was he Ozzy first? Was he in, was that his first big thing or? There was, I think he did a band before Ozzy, but it wasn't anywhere near as big as Avi, Avi, Ozzy, obviously. So yeah, it was like Ozzy in the nineties, well, late eighties into the nineties. And then he did black label society and um i think i feel like i'm missing one that he did um he did his solo stuff as well oh pride and glory pride and glory before black label society so like pride and glory was more like country rock ish kind of 1997 i want to say and then his solo stuff i think that was like 1990 was where he did his solo album book of shadows which is really good um yeah, and then Black Label Society was 1998, obviously, till current day. And uh, then, obviously, now he's doing um, the live touring with Pantera. But, yeah, like, he did a bunch of albums. So tour- is that who they got to play with them? Yeah, how, so- is he, how, is, how is he live? How is the sound compared to Excellent. Excellent. So, like, you can't – what is up, Nuke? Good to see you, brother. Um, you can't – Dime was Dime, right? Like, yeah. there's nobody – well, I'm just can, I'm just curious how you can even how, how you can no, even like get yeah there's that nobody sound. yeah there's nobody that could replace Dime right but like the live show was still good and like Don or uh, Zach nailed a lot of like Dime's riffing but like Zach is a very very heavy handed guitar player so like if it's you very watch different playing, styles like exactly, day difference. yeah exactly exactly so like if you watch the way Zach plays he beats the fuck out of the guitar and like his you know very very heavy-handed you can even hear it in the way that he picks and the way that he writes but like dime if you listen to far beyond driven in particular you hear like the legato playing where it's just like super smooth but um they they did it good enough like it's still enjoyable i still really liked it and you know anybody that's a fan of pantera will tell you that like hey you know everybody knew it was z and d right like zach and dime were very very good friends so like if anybody was going to do it it had to be zach like there's nobody else even in that world so it could have did that right okay yeah the tone was really good too because zach has a real punchy tone but uh you'd obviously he used like tube amps and then dime used all solid state which not a lot of people would really think about like the solid state amps didn't have the same punch as like a um tube amp would but like that was the thing that was so unique about dime is that like using solid state amps and dean guitars which dean and washburn which dean was mostly kind of like the shitty stuff that nobody really cared about um it's just funny that like you know randall solid state dean all this stuff that everybody's like you would never get a good tone out of that dime just crushed it with that so like zach's you know solid or um tube amp marshall active pickups it's like complete opposite but it still works yeah. for pantera and then their drummer is that charlie benanti from anthrax and the reason why they did that is because like 
they always considered um dime to be the sixth member of anthrax because he also like helped write some anthrax songs like the album stomp 442 he played on a couple tracks and helped write some of the songs and he also i think sang in a couple anthrax tracks as well so um vinnie paul really wasn't like the sociable person in anthrax he was more of just like you know the business end so they kind of said hey charlie's the guy because he played for anthrax for a long time so we got him to be a drummer um when i heard that i'm like i don't think he's going to be able to do it and then i started watching the videos like no he he did good like he did very very well being a thrash drummer going to be like this power groove kind of metal so yeah i i dig some of anthrax stuff like they're Mm -hmm. hit and miss like some of their Mm -hmm. stuff's phenomenal like in this is where I'm gonna get probably beat up, but like the song, <laughs> like their song "Indians," I think is the worst song they ever wrote. Like it's an awful song. Okay. I don't no, understand I, why I, I it's their most fair. popular song. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't. know. I just not a huge fan of that song. But like some of their other stuff is amazing, and they they did that first crossover stuff with the rap core kind of yeah that stuff that was fun. Um, but yeah, it did. One of those bands like that, I don't. If you put them on, I'm not gonna complain, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna seek out their stuff. Sure. So I don't under. I've never understood why they got so popular. Yeah, I, I think they were just kind of like their first couple albums: Madhouse, Indians. Um, I think their first album was Fistful of Metal back in 1982. Um, obviously slayer anthrax metallica megadeth were kind of like the as we know them today the big four of thrash yeah. metal so anthrax is kind of like the <laughs> they were the smallest one of the big four and then slayer had like a cult following and then obviously you know dave mustaine being part of metallica and then forming megadeth was kind of like a big you know sequitur in that and then metallica is the biggest band on the face of the planet right now so yeah obviously they're like the number one what do you think of megadeth so uh you know what i've never been a fan of dave mustaine's vocals but it fits megadeth um and they've always had like incredible fucking incredible musicians i mean marty friedman chris poland uh what chris broderick um kiko luriero um i think i'm missing a guitar player too but like all the dudes who played guitar for megadeth even dave mustaine fucking incredible but like oh drummers too nick menza um dirk verburen who's playing for them now um i can't remember some of the other people uh james lomenzo played bass even though he plays for a black label society right now he played bass for them uh i want to go see them like that's one band i really want to see live i've seen them four or five times i don't want to disappoint you but not amazing live yeah, uh, but it's definitely worth seeing just because it's like this is like if you're into music and heavy music in particular, it's like history. To Part of the reason I didn't go see them the last couple of times, they had Lamb of God play with them, and I can't see Lamb of God. So really, just uh, don't love like Lamb of God. Can't okay, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I get it. If like, you're not into like, mm. there's certain bands I just don't want to like. Mm. I have no interest in sitting through sure one of their sets and listening to them <laughs> but like i i think the dystopian album dystopia album mm. is probably one of their best and i like i like super right yeah i like super collider too which is probably their least uh, favorite i, I love yeah, that, that was like heresy really, 
really good album like uh, it's a fun album so yeah i really liked uh 2009 uh endgame head crusher uh the way the story ends that was their first album with chris broderick i thought that was a solid album front to back really like that album mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then, I mean, um, and then the early stuff is their first album is amazing yeah. great album um you can really hear i think in the first one you can hear a lot of the early influences of mm-hmm. like because didn't he write a lot of the metal early metallica stuff wasn't he yeah so like the first so, yeah kill them all yeah, and yeah uh, you can kind of hear just, that in yeah. there too that's fun um which i kill them all is probably my well i wouldn't say my least favorite album by them but mm-hmm. i like ride the lightning better than kill them all yes yeah, fair I, I think the songwriting in uh ride the lightning was better um if you're looking for a little bit more just kind of raw energy that's more kill em all but yeah. i think their songwriting greatly leveled up from kill em all to ride the mm-hmm. lightning yeah um I, I think that's the way it's with a lot of bands um pantera's always stood out to me in that regards because like every single album was different but different in like you know so you think obviously they had like the first four hair metal albums back before 1990 and then 1990 was cowboys from hell well that still had like a little bit of glam influence but add some heavier stuff and like the last track that they recorded was primal concrete sledge and it that song was pretty fucking heavy and then obviously domination as well which had like the og breakdown back in 1990 and then you go to vulgar display of power which had you know mouth for war new level and then far beyond driven was just over the top and then Ooh. great southern trend kill in 1996 was just like holy shit, just raw aggression and then reinventing the steel was the last album that pantera put out and uh just fucking same deal just loud aggressive yeah yeah yeah, I mean they're good. Have you ever listened? Have you ever heard a band called Me Without You? No. Their first two albums are phenomenal: A B Life and mm-hmm. Catch for Us the Foxes. It's yeah. I don't even know how to classify it. It's mm. I, I I don't. There's probably a classification for their first two albums. After that, I think they like took some weird turn and just got really odd. Um, mm. But their first two albums are really, really, really good. Um, kind of like that punk. But the guy, sure. he's like almost reading poetry instead of singing. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know how to explain it. But it's really good. So mm. check them out sometime. Their first one album, first two albums. So mm. Nice. I mean, Catch for Us the Foxes is a better album. Mm. Yeah, I'll have to check them out then. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, we've been shooting the shit for about an hour and ten. Cool. Just purely about music, dude. I fucking love it. We'll have to do this again sometime, man. I really yeah, enjoyed it. Maybe get a few other you got to get Jay on next time, too. Okay, yeah, dude. I totally get be down with that. He was in there. the chat. He's, yeah. yeah, he's awesome. So, nice. yeah, he, uh, he's, he likes a lot of the same kind of style that we were talking mm-hmm. about. But we should actually, what we should do is go listen to the albums that we recommended for each other and then come back and talk about those. Okay, so, yeah, I got... Uh, Highwaymen, uh, Colton Will, POD Testify, uh, Ryan Clark Knives, um, KM, FDM, and then uh, what yeah. the hell, uh, Sisters Mercy. Those are all yeah. the ones that I got. Ooh, Sisters of Mercy are fun, man. They're, they're, yeah. I mean, they're, they're like really depressing, and the guy sounds sure. like he has like super deep, heavy voice, but mm-hmm. um, kind of slow stuff, uh, mm-hmm. different. But they, they do a uh, Stone song. They do Give Me Shelter, which is kind of fun. 
Okay, I got you. All right. Well, then I will try to get all this shit in within the next week. I got a whole, I, I got to catch up on foreign policy stuff. And then I'm probably going to do some uh, solo podcasts. I'll probably do that in like Taiwan yeah, politics. And then, uh, yeah, maybe in a, uh, I, I do these every other week because my wife works and I try yeah. not to do too many podcasts when her and I can spend time together because our schedules are all fucked up. So send, uh, send me, send me a text with your best, uh, like, some of the albums we talked about. So, so I mean, I got two of them, but send me some mm-hmm. other ones and I'll, I'll download those and listen to them. Yeah. Jesus so, Christ. Well, I know we threw a lot out there. <laughs> I know. Like I, I got the two, but uh, <laughs> and I can find them if I go back and look, but I don't remember. Yeah, dude, but, I got you. Uh, go ahead. Give your plugs brother. And we'll get on out of here. Oh, uh, Fox and sons coffee and, uh, morning after podcast, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but it's always a crapshoot who's on when. So, mm-hmm. Nice, man. All right. Well, uh, everybody, make sure you go to foxsons.com. Get the world's best coffee. I absolutely love their stuff. I literally drank a whole thing while we were sitting here in my uh, Jocko Willink mug. Um, yeah, Steve. Uh, until next time, man. We'll yeah. uh, listen to some heavy metal, and we'll definitely shoot the shit again. All right? Cool. Have a good one, man. Thanks. Cool. Take care, everyone. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.